Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. What is up, free people? Welcome to the Wednesday, November, what is the day, 18th? Kind of just looked. Welcome to the Wednesday, November 18th show. Glad to be here. Glad to have you guys. We're running a little bit late. After last week uh, not having my chat working, I wanted to make sure my chat was working today. Detox D, Random Nomad, what is up guys? Good to see you. Well, got a good topic for you guys I think today. Uh, if you haven't heard, Harry Styles, who is a, uh, he's a pop, British pop guy, British pop musician. He was just in Vogue magazine wearing a, wearing a ball gown, wearing a dress. All of his posts were, uh, him and dresses, all his photos, all his Vogue photos. Uh, and uh, Candace Owens and uh, Ben Shapiro, mostly Candace Owens, uh, she called him out on it. So uh, we're going to talk about it. So without any, without further ado, let's get into it. subscribe to the channel guys please hit that subscribe button don't forget to hit that like button give it give it a thumbs up if you like the video all right I'm scrambling a little bit today I apologize um, had some things going on so ended up kind of scrambling here at the very end to get this show going and then I wanted to make sure that my chat was working today so I was trying to figure out what happened last week but I still don't quite know I think what happened is I scheduled the show and then when I went in to start a show it gave me a different show so I had like two shows going so I'm pretty sure that's what happened to my chat last week and why it wasn't working it's working fine today thank goodness so if you have not heard <clears throat> if you have oh it's buffering on you random nomad that's not good if you have not heard this uh it's been going around on Twitter, and uh, it's pretty funny, actually. I'm sure you guys all know who Candace Owens is. Anyway, by the way, I'm Rav Holly, the American Nomad. Welcome to the Wednesday, November 18th show. Uh, if you haven't heard, <clears throat> this has been uh, big news on the Twitter atmosphere. I've been pretty much staying on parlor i talked to you guys uh last uh you know the last episode on monday was really all about parlor and i had just uh, crossed the 400 i was like at 403 followers on parlor and uh i really haven't done much on parlor today either but i can tell you today that i am at 1100 followers on parlor so my parlor's blowing up thank goodness uh I think it's going to be good to help promote the show, hopefully. But anyway, uh, so this is a couple of days old news, but I still thought it was a pretty interesting topic. So uh, a few days ago, uh, Vogue magazine, which we all know is the premier fashion magazine, me being a former fashion commercial photographer, well, I still am, but I don't shoot very much anymore. Uh, they ended up uh, having an editorial spread in their magazine of Harry Styles. Now, I don't know much about Harry Styles himself. I just know that, you know, he's one of the new little, uh, you know, heartthrobs, I guess, for, you know, the teens and the tweens, girls. Uh, you know, he's with uh, some group, some boy band group. And uh, But he's a singer. And uh, he came out, or Vogue came out with this editorial spread with Harry Styles. And in every single photo, 
<clears throat> that I've seen, I believe that's in the magazine, he's dre- he's, he is dressed in a dress. And Candace Owens came out on Twitter and uh, basically called out Vogue and called out the woke left uh, for uh, trying to um, trying to attack uh, men's masculinity. And it's so funny because uh, it's 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 so funny how th- how times change because at a time in my life. I probably, you know, 10 years ago, I would have probably been going like, what? Like, why are you like, what difference? You know, who cares? It's his life. If he wants to dress up in a dress, let him dress up in a dress. I mean, there's been dudes wearing dresses throughout history. If you go back to the 70s, you got David Bowie used to dress in a dress. Iggy Pop used to dress in a dress. Uh, You know, there's been several of these rock stars. Uh, Kurt Cobain, I think, was uh, actually even photographed in a dress. There's been several of these rock stars that, you know, over the years have dressed up in dresses. So I really wouldn't have thought too much about it. But with the atmosphere that's going on today and uh, the sheer attack on, uh, on white men in general, on, uh, you know, just musc- musculine white men... Uh, it really does, you really have to stop and think about these things. Because anytime something is peddled in the media now, uh, it's I don't always go full conspiracy theory with it, but I always think, I always look at what is their agenda. What's their agenda with this? And uh, if you look at the woke left, they're nothing but attacking, you know, they're, you know, misogynist, you know, don't be a mansplaining, don't be a misogynist, don't be this, don't be that. They've always got an agenda. They're never doing anything just, uh, you know, there was a time in the 90s where we thought that the media was just, you know, they were just doing things, you know, the sporadically. But no, there's an agenda behind these things that they do. And Candace Owens called, uh, uh, called it out on Twitter. And then Ben Shapiro followed her up and backed her up on it. So Candace Owens basically drug drug him. Uh, she she was dragging woke Twitter, and it was a beautiful thing to see. If you haven't seen it, uh, I can't really show you the tweets here and stuff, but uh, I can't remember exactly what she said. Let me see if I can bring it up. I should have brought it up for before the show, but she um, she really gave them uh, more than they could handle. And then when Ben Shapiro, because they're two very intelligent, when it comes to people that are doing right commentary, I really feel like Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro are probably the two smartest people doing it. Uh, I know Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder. Uh, he's gotten very popular. He's actually passed, uh, he's actually passed the Young Turks on YouTube with a uh, subscriber membership or subscriber with a subscriber base. But he's <clears throat> he gets a little too comical for me sometimes uh, when it comes to really listening to somebody that I feel like is really intelligent. Uh, I really do love listening to Candace Owens, and I love listening to Ben Shapiro both. And Ben Shapiro's a Jewish guy, but he still leans conservative and uh, leans right. And he wasn't, a, you know, Ben Shapiro's no Trump fan. He's not really a fan of Trump. But I still love hearing his take on things. Yeah, the Young Turks. <clears throat> I used to watch the Young Turks. As a matter of fact, it's funny that's uh, it's funny how uh, things change. I used to be a fan of the Young Turks. I used to watch the Young Turks on a regular basis, and then uh, you know I got red pilled and started waking up to uh, the realities of what was actually going on. It's funny uh, jumping off of the Candace Owens or in the Harry Styles thing for a second. Uh, I just wanted to say that last week I actually watched the last broadcast from Monday and I actually spent time when I first started doing YouTube, my very first YouTube video that I did back in like 2014, 2015, uh, when I started doing vlogs, uh, I did like an intro video and in that video I was doing the commentary and I didn't edit it a whole lot. But in that video, a friend of mine called me out uh, on it, and he was very right. And what he called me out on was that every other word I was saying, uh, 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 uh. And I didn't even notice it until I rewatched the video. 
And I went back and looked through the video and, and realized I'd said, uh, like 50 times. So I spent probably a month. I didn't make another video. I spent a month on YouTube watching videos on how to give commentary without losing your train of thought. And in the middle of your sentence going, uh, well, uh, and then <clears throat> it was funny because I rewatched the broadcast on Monday and realized I have dropped back into that old habit of saying, uh, uh, way too much. So you may hear me say uh a few times, but I'm really mentally trying to focus on not doing that. So if you wonder why the show's running a little slower today, the other thing is, is this is a live broadcast. So on the other flip side of that, I don't want to stop and have a bunch of dead air, if that makes sense. So I think that's why I've actually gotten in back, fell in back into this old habit of going, uh, 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 so I'm going to try to cut that out. Random Nomad says he didn't notice. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, I didn't notice it either. That was, uh, you know, one thing. I think when you get into a habit of something, you kind of don't even notice it. But it's a bad habit, and if you're doing, you know, what you want to be con professional commentary, you shouldn't be doing that. So I'm going to make a, I've made a middle note of it, and I'm trying not to do it. May hit you with a little bit of dead air instead of saying, uh, it's better just to take a break and, and, uh, there and there, I, I just did it. But you guys get the gist of it. But anyway, so this agenda with men wearing dresses comes, uh, I just did it again, with men wearing dresses, like I said, if it had been 10 years ago, I wouldn't have thought anything about it. Or I was into that woke culture as well. I would have been like, oh man, if the dude wants to wear a dress, man, let him do what he wants to do. It's, you know, it's he's a free guy to do what he wants to do. The problem with that, <clears throat> after the trans movement, I really stopped and looked every time something is being peddled by the media. I always stop and look at it and go, okay, what is their angle here? What are they trying to do? And right now, what the left, woke left, is trying to do is they are continuously attacking male masculinity. Uh, they've got women telling us, uh, it's my turn to, or, I, don't interrupt me, I'm talking. Uh, don't be mansplaining. All of this stuff fits into their agenda because they do not want masculine men to be masculine men any, anymore. They want them to be more demure and more cowtail to women and what women want. Now, I don't know what their end game is with that. Uh, if they're, you know, because women, I don't think, are going to rule the world at any time, maybe. Uh, there's an old saying that it's a man's world and it really is a man's world. I mean, the funny thing about that is, is I'm not knocking women. I love you women. But if you look at like the two, two of the most successful makeup channels that are on YouTube right now <clears throat> is Jeffree Star. And I can't think of the other kid's name, but it's two guys. Oh, Charles, uh, God, what is it? Charles... I can't think of his last name, uh, but it's Jeffree Star and Charles, this Charles kid, and they're the two most popular makeup channels on YouTube. Now, as far as I know, uh, I'm a pretty old guy, and women have been wearing makeup for all the decades that I've been alive that I can remember back to, and you didn't have this push of men wearing makeup until probably about maybe five, six, seven years ago. And then all of a sudden you start seeing these men wearing makeup. I think Jeffree Star was actually on uh, MySpace. So it's, I guess it's been longer than that. Because uh, MySpace goes back to like 2004, 2005. And I remember Jeffree Star being on there. But you didn't have this push for all these men uh, to be wearing makeup and all made up in full makeup and full garb. And then you have all of a sudden on YouTube, you have these big channels like Jeffree Star is a huge YouTube channel. He's got millions of subscribers. He lives in like a multi-million dollar home in like Beverly Hills or uh, somewhere, somewhere here in California like that. He's very, very wealthy and he's made all of his money by being a makeup artist uh, or being uh, done up and showing women how to apply their makeup. So you have two men. Teaching women how to wear makeup, how to how to apply their makeup. And if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, it should. Anytime a guy wants to do something, uh, then women fall right in line. I mean, if I was a woman, I would be uh but they but they're they're 
programmed by the media to accept this. Women are programmed by the media to accept and celebrate these men wearing makeup. Uh, I wish I could remember that kid's name. It's uh, Jeffree Star and Charles something Charles. Uh, anyway, I can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah, it's two two men. So Jeffree Star's been on YouTube for quite a while. And then this Charles kid came in probably like two or three years ago. And within two or three years, he surpassed all of the other makeup channels on YouTube. And now him and Jeffree Star are right there with the two biggest makeup channels on YouTube. So you have all of these women that used to do makeup. They used to do makeup uh, tutorials on YouTube and two men have surpassed all of these women on how you on how you put makeup on and how you apply makeup and that James Charles so it's Jeffree Star and James Charles uh, are the two biggest makeup channels on YouTube yes detox D James Charles uh, camera went out of focus for a second here there's a bit of go okay good now yeah so uh, I just think it's funny you, you women have been doing their makeup for decades and within the last 10 years now women need these new generation of women from the millennials to the gen z's now they need to go to youtube and uh these two guys channels to learn how to apply their makeup and like i said if i was a woman that would be insulting to me whether the, whether the guys can apply pretty makeup or not it would be insulting to me to have to go as a woman when men really, when the majority of men don't wear makeup, I mean, what is the percentage of men that wear makeup? It's got to be a very, very small percentage. The only time uh, I think most men wear makeup are when they're in the entertainment industry. And if they're going to be put on camera, they do get a makeup applied and stuff before they get put a lot of times put on camera. And it's makeup that it's so light that they don't want you to notice that they have makeup on, if that makes sense. Uh, Detox D says Will Smith's son was also wearing a dress. Yeah, so I mean it's this uh, it's this whole push by Hollywood now. I mean they're always pushing some agenda, so now they want men wearing dresses or they want to feminize men. That's that's what they're at. They want they want to feminize men, and I mean this th this stuff goes back to the seventies because you had like a lot of um, you had a lot of I don't know if they were actually i guess probably bisexual rock stars like mick jagger uh david Bowie, rod stewart uh you had a, a lot of a print i mean even prince michael jackson you had a lot of these very feminine men uh but you but those guys i don't know they just didn't um uh, they had like their own style does that make sense and like prince wore like frilly blouses and stuff uh, Dave Chappelle made fun of him in a uh, in a Dave Chappelle skit on the Chappelle show he made fun of Prince in his blouse his blouse uh, but they didn't they had their own style so it was more like a gimmick for me I thought it, I thought it to be more like a gimmick than they than they were trying to push out some agenda I mean Harry Styles dressed in a dress for Vogue he's not running around all the time in a dress so it's just this a, this new attack on masculinity and toxic masculinity it seems is what it seems to me which this whole woke culture comes up with all of these key phrases and all of these key words that they're so proud of like uh, mansplaining and all, all of these different things that uh, they've just I don't, you know they've they pulled they've drug up from history uh, these words or they've completely made them up and it's because they've always got to be, they've always got to be, uh, they've always got to be an SJW. They've always got to be, you know, they've always got to be campaigning for something because they're the victim somehow. And I was talking to a friend of mine not that long ago, actually not a friend of mine, I think it was my brother I was talking to. And I was telling him that I think what's going on with the, the younger millennials and the Gen Z, I mean, because millennials now you got to realize they're in their thirties. So uh, I think it's the Gen Z and the younger millennials. I think what is going on is I just think these kids don't have enough to keep them occupied. They're always bored. I mean, they're always on their phone. They're always bored. They're always doing something because they don't have to work. 
when I was a kid, I had to work. So keeping up with, you know, uh, trends and things like that that was going on and uh, all this social justice warrior stuff, I didn't have time to do that because I was trying to make enough money to buy me a car, uh, going to high school. I just had more things, you know, I think uh, Gen, Gen X, I think we had more things to do and other generations before us, we had more things to do as teenagers that we had to do that kept us occupied. These teenagers and young adults today, they don't. They, we, we have more time on our hands now because people don't work near as hard as they used to. I mean, used to, uh, I got, you know, there was a time when I was young in my 20s and I, I got a job for a plumber. I lost my job in an apartment complex and a friend of mine owned a plumbing company and he gave me a job digging ditches. So he would take me out to a house where they had to replace a sewer line and he would drop me off like at 7 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. And I would dig like a 25 foot ditch. If you don't, that doesn't sound very far. But when you start digging a ditch with a spade or a sharpshooter shovel, it's a long ditch. And it had to be like two and a half, three feet deep and to lay this new sewer line for a house. So when you've actually had to work, you know, my hands would be calloused up and blisters on my hands by the end of the day. Uh, digging a ditch all day. When you had to work like that, I roofed houses, did tear-offs for roofs on houses. You know, I had to really work hard when I was a kid. And these kids today, they don't know what that is. And uh, you would think that would be a good thing. And I actually think it's been a huge detriment to our society. I mean, their work today for kids is like, how many Facebook likes am I going to get? You know, or I've got to pose for my new Instagram shot. That's what these kids, these kids are soft today. So it doesn't surprise me that Harry Styles wants to run around in a dress because he's probably never had to really work a day in his life. He's probably been pampered his whole life. And now he's just, you know, fluent and, you know, I'm just cool and I can wear a dress if I want to, you know, stick him out there uh, digging a, a ditch, a 25 foot ditch with a spade and a dress. See how long he wants to wear that dress then. Joel P, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. Random Nomads is 36 here and uh, 36 here in like a week. Oh, man, you got a birthday coming up, a Random Nomad. Mine's coming up next month. Mine's the 14th of December, so about the middle of next month. Random Nomad says, I know about digging a ditch, manual labor, I roofed too. Yep, so we've, uh, you know, both of us have, I and... You know, it's funny because when I was a kid, I just thought it was, I thought it was terrible. I really thought it was terrible having to do like full on manual labor. I mean, my dad made me, made myself and my younger brother and sister, he made us all work when we were kids. Uh, we always, we always had to work. I mean, even in the summertime, he would stick my sister out in the field and make her haul weeds all day. So we've all been there when it comes to actually working. Tasha Teeling says, when do we, when do we do nomadic stuff? Uh, if you haven't figured out, Tasha, I've made a couple of announcements in the uh, past uh, that I'm not doing too much nomadic stuff anymore. But I actually was looking at trying to bring back Nomad News on my other channel. I actually almost made, tried to work and make an episode yesterday. I actually got all the stuff back together and went through a lot of the nomadic channels yesterday and it's so funny because I haven't done a video on nomadic news for about eight months or nine months I guess and in that time all of the most popular youtubers that I was watching back in those days they're gone uh, there's a couple um, let's see chrome up in Canada still around he's still doing his channel uh, is it camper van camper van uh, Kevin Kevin still doing his channel he was in I think he was in Idaho no he was in uh, Ohio or something so I'm sure uh, nomadic fanatic still around I didn't check his channel but a bunch of the channels that I were watching they're all gone so I've got to get back in and see who um, oh um, the one that I was going to report on is uh, guys uh, Morgan unstoppable Morgan that girl is living in a Bronco or she's been living probably the past year in her four-wheel drive Bronco. 
And yeah, the bread trucker, he's still going, but he's, he, I think he's redoing his step van. Yeah. Uh, Tasha Teeling says people drop out all the time. Yeah. That's the thing about the van life thing is, you know, people come and go like the wind. It's a lot of it is a, a lot of it is somewhat of a fad, I believe. You know, the funny thing is, is I kind of lost my, uh, I lost my, I don't know, my fascination with the van life this last year at RTR because RTR just kind of disintegrated. It was not, it wasn't that great. And then you had the van build before that. And then there was the other, there was a van build. And then, um, the, there was an, uh, God, Boondockers Bash, I think. And then there was RTR and I went to all three and I'd went to, I'd bought a new truck, the Snap-on truck. So I really made a point. I bought all of my materials and everything. So I went to the van build to really try to find some help to work on my truck. And that was non-existent. There was, there was no help uh, to be had there at the van build uh, for myself. Uh, I, I got there and found out it was all going to be for older people, uh, that, you know, older women and stuff like that, that really uh, had to have the help to work on their vans. So nothing's ever really been done on my van, my Snap-on truck. I've never really done anything to build it out except build my little office, which I did the first week I had it. So, uh, and then I went to the Boondockers Bash after that, and then it was RTR after that. And because of RTR splintering, and then they're having the, uh, the actual RTR itself in Parker at the fairgrounds, which was completely different from 2019 when we had it in Quartzsite. Uh, it just, it just didn't have the same, it just really didn't have the same, uh, it just wasn't the same if that makes sense. So I just kind of, just kind of lost my fascination with a van life, even though I still, you know, I'm still a van lifer. It's just, uh, it's funny. I'm like that when I have, when I when I'm into something, I'm really into it. But it doesn't take one thing to snap me out of it. That's what makes hard to do a YouTube channel when I just lose my completely use my fast lose my fascination over something. Tasha Teeling, I'm at a pinnacle of van life. None of these people interest me. I've been called an elitist. Yeah. So I mean, that's the other thing is uh, I've talked about this in previous episodes of the podcast. I got so much hate. There was so much hate and negativity uh, in the comment section for Nomad News. Uh, if I said something about some van lifer that somebody didn't like, I mean, it was like a full-on attack. Uh, I made the mistake of doing that video with uh, the drama that came up between Camper Van Kevin and the Van Life Sheldons. And the Van Life Sheldons, I actually know them personally. I never really met Camper Van Kevin, so I, I was kind of biased and leaned kind of in favor of the people that I knew personally and that were friends of mine. And that was a mistake. And then Camper Van Kevin has this huge following. So, you know, they basically just ended up attacking every video I made after that. And I got a lot of traction off of it because there's a lot of people that are all into the drama that are in the van life community. And that was another big, big, big turnoff for me. So I've always wanted to have a sailboat. So I basically just switched over probably about uh, March of the, this year uh, and started watching all the sailboat vagabonds that uh, live on sailboats and I would read the comments and everything and you don't have you could go over and look at like uh, any van lifer even from nomadic fanatic to camper van any of them you could look at the different comments and it's like a whole different world from the sailboat community uh, that are living the nomads living in sailboats and the nomads living in vans you just got this element that live in vans that you know they're just uh, I don't know they're just I don't want to I don't want to call them too many derogatory names, but they're just all about the negativity. And you don't get that with the people in sailboats. Uh, so that's kind of why I quit doing the Nomad News. That was the main reason I quit doing the Nomad News. And then the other thing was at RTR this year, everything that could go wrong pretty much went wrong. The only thing that didn't go wrong is my truck didn't break down. It ran like a champ, but I had tons of different problems. Uh, Random Nomad says, well, I heard interesting stories from the other side about Van Life Sheldon's travels. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. There's a, you know, there's all kinds of uh, rumors. You know what I mean? I know Mike and Stephanie personally, and they talk about he beats her and he mistreats her and, you know, all of these things that he's, uh, you know, that and those two, I've been around those two 
tons of times. I've never seen Mike even raise his voice to her. Uh, and then they call him like uh, there was another thing that all these old ladies, all these old ladies like in their 50s, 60s and 70s uh, throwing out that, you know, Mike's a pervert because Mike is in his 40s and I guess Stephanie's in her in her 20s. I mean, I'm I'm older myself. I've had a 19 year old girlfriend. So, you know, how do you think that makes me feel? They were calling a calling him a uh, pedo and a and a child molester and all this stuff. Stephanie's a grown woman. She's 20-something years old. She's like 26 years old. So it just kind of made me like, just like for the whole van life. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'll talk about something else. And so that's what I did. And uh, I got pretty much drawn into the politics. So uh, I just kind of switched gears and moved into the politics. Now, I still, I still, you know, like I said, I'm still a full-time nomad myself. I have my office here that I rent, but my truck, I have two trucks parked in the parking lot. I need to sell one of them. But I still have my camper van parked in the parking lot right out here and my snap-on trucks parked in the parking lot right out here. And I'm not supposed to have either truck parked in the parking lot, but my landlord has been really cool right now until I can get this camper van of mine sold which I need to do but van life uh, it's people coming and going all the time and I've been watching van lifers for years years and years I started watching uh, my buddy Randy Prim I've said this in other videos on Nomad News my buddy Randy Prim was the first full-time RVer that I knew back in 2007, 2008 on YouTube. And he had a channel called Road Bandit. This is Nomadic Fanatic didn't start until like 2012, 2013, I think. And Road Bandit was in 2008 before Google even owned YouTube. Uh, my buddy Randy Prim, who's 6'8", and he was living in his little uh, C-class Winnebago motorhome. Uh, with his cat, if that makes sense. Ever heard of Mystery 13? Yeah, him and his girl that was from Europe or whatever. Uh, or Mystery 13, wait a second. Uh, I may be getting him confused. He lived in the little tiny van, right? Like uh, the same as the Van Life Sheldons. I think Mystery 13 had his van broken into in a parking lot. I think I reported on that. And then you had the couple, I don't remember what their name was. You had a couple that there ended up being a couple and the girl was like from Europe or something like that. I used to watch them some too. Into the Mystery 13, yeah. I used to watch them. Some, a little bit, not a lot. Yeah, Chevy Astro. But I've been, I've been keeping up with the van life stuff for years. I think that's why I just kind of fell out of it at the beginning of this year. Like, I even remember like... Um, Oh, uh, the uh, van build. Oh, Lance Hale, what is going on, buddy? There's one of my van life friends right there. Evie Nova, yeah, Evie Nova, random nomad. Lance Hale, what's going on, buddy? So Lance, my buddy there in Austin, he had a B-class camper that he sold, and now he's went to a bumper pull uh, camper trailer. Did you sell the camper trailer as well, or you just sold the B-Class? I think you just sold the B-Class, right? So you could get on the road pulling your bumper pull camping trailer. Get the trailer next week. Gotcha, buddy. Yeah, I've looked at trailers. Uh, it would be nice to be able to park your rig and just uh, drop the rig and then just take your regular vehicle and go, you know, run around and stuff. But when you get into a metropolitan area uh like a city or an urban area like a city that trailer is very detrimental to to life i mean even pulling up in a walmart parking lot they don't like it because you're two vehicles but it would be nice to be able to just drop a trailer i mean i even looked at like uh campers like getting a diesel pickup and putting a camper in a pickup but it's so you know it's so tiny it's so small and then if you get one of those great big campers, you know, you're, you know, you're not doing much better than having an RV. Joe P says, Rav, most nomads aren't into the drama. Yeah, I agree. Most of the nomads that, that actually follow me aren't into the drama, I think. But unfortunately, when I did Nomad News, I pulled in a whole lot of the drama. 
if I did, if I brought, if I really brought Nomad News back, I would probably more, more rather report on the sailboat. I like the sailboats. You have uh, Into the Winds. They used to, uh, or, or what is it, the winds? They used to actually be uh, van lifers. They used to be RV. They used to have an RV channel. And then they moved into a catamaran because of the same reason I'm talking about. They got sick of all of the drama and all the BS uh, in the van life community. So they switched. They switched and moved from a RV, a beautiful A-class RV, uh, into a catamaran, a very expensive catamaran. And then you have uh, all of these other sailboats. You have uh, Sailing La Vagabond. You have Sailing Uma. You have all of these different sailboat channels that I watch now. So I watch sailboat channels. I don't watch van life anymore. I haven't watched van life in a year. The last van life video I watched, well, I, I watched yesterday because I was trying to see where the van lifers were that I used to watch. And like I said, I watched Camper Van Kevin, or uh, not Camper Van Kevin, uh, Kev, Camp, uh, something Camper Van. He lives in a little Chevy Camper Van. I can't think of his name right now. I watched uh, one of his videos. He does like the flute at the beginning of his video. He plays a flute. So I watched his video, and then I watched, uh, I did watch um, Unstoppable Morgan. Joe P says, do a show not on conversions, but on the converters. On uh, the electric converters? Yeah, I don't, I burned up, I've burned up converters, so I'm not too good at, I don't like messing with, converters random nomad says only youtube video i watch is you and i have seen a few of unstoppable morgan she's a mess i've been watching her for a while i stumbled onto one of her videos that wasn't even about van life she was adventure van man thank you random nomad yes and is it kevin kevin with adventure van man but i actually really like his channel his his videos are you know they they can they can they can kind of be a little bit boring, I guess, at sometimes, but his it's just the reality of his. He just puts it out there exactly the way he's living it. There's no real fancy stuff to his videos, or he doesn't have a fancy rig, but he does very, very well. I mean, I think the last time I checked, like a year ago, he had like 30 or 40, maybe 50,000 subscribers, and I think he's probably well past that now. The other thing I will say is I looked at a couple of channels that were big, uh, when I was watching them yesterday, I picked them back up and checked them really quick and they were still getting like Chrome. Uh, what is Chrome's the guy that lives in the Ford van up in Canada? I know his name is Chrome. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I can't think of his channel's name, but he, he's still getting the same amount of views that he was getting like a year ago, which is not good because you want your channel to keep growing. Like Nomadic Fanatics. Nomadic Fanatics channel's really grown over the years. Uh, City Van Life. There you go, Random Nomad. Yeah. So Chrome with City Van Life. He lives up in uh, he lives up in Vancouver, Canada. And then you have uh, or City Van Life. Uh, yeah. So that's the name of his channel. And you have uh, God. What is Justin Incredible up there? Wills has grown a bit. You have Justin Incredible up in Canada, and he was one of the first. I mean, he came after Nomadic Fanatic. He came after Chris Travels. But he's been doing the van life thing for years and years. He's probably one of the oldest. He's been living in the, he's been doing the van life for like 14, 15 years. Uh, Foresty Forest 2. I don't know. I've, I haven't heard of that one, Random Nomad. Oh, Will Powers, yeah, Will, uh, or Will Prowse, Will Powers. I was thinking of Will Prowse. Will Prowse does all the solar stuff. He used to be a van lifer. He moved, he bought a house in Vegas, and now all he does is uh, solar videos. Smart guy. He got out of, uh, I've met Will, hung out with Will Prowse. Uh, he used to live here in Southern California, he lived in an RV for years and years. He lived right on the streets and then uh, ended up moving down to San Diego and he found a place to park down there that he rented and he bought a C-Class camper, a really nice C-Class camper, and then he lived down there for maybe two or three years. And when I met him, he was living down there 
and he had his camper parked and then he drove like a little like a a little oh it wasn't a it was a little hybrid car a little uh, it wasn't electric but it's a little hybrid car that he drove around but he just had his camper parked at somebody's house that he paid he rented a space and then probably about a year year and a half ago he actually bought a house in Vegas and relocated to Vegas and bought a sticks and bricks and you see a lot of the you're getting an echo oh in a Toyota for a while echo yeah uh, so you're getting a lot of the van lifers that I used to watch they've all moved back into houses or they're not doing the van life anymore Toyota Echo, gotcha. I thought you meant that my mic was echoing. But anyway, I'm thinking about uh, starting to watch and trying to bring the Nomad News thing back. It's funny because I've been doing this podcast now. Oh, I think we're buffering. I've been doing this podcast now for this pretty much this entire year, except when I had to take a break uh, because I lost my other office. So I've been doing my podcast now for quite some time, and it's it's a little discouraging because I go back, I went back through my analytics for my other channel, Nomad News, uh, which is what's funny is I went back through all of my analytics comparing the channels. I've made more, I haven't touched the Nomad News channel in eight months. I haven't done a video. I haven't even checked the comments hardly. Every now and then, like once a month, I'll check the comments over there. But that channel's I've just left it. It's pretty much been dormant. And the funny thing is, as hard as I've been working on this channel, the Nomad News channel has made more money this month than this channel has that I'm doing my podcast three times a week. So, uh, like my last video with a parlor that I was talking about parlor, uh, it got demonetized for, it wasn't, they wouldn't monetize it. I put in for a, uh, review. It took them over 24 hours to review it they even put the video live but it hadn't been reviewed so it didn't have any video any ads running on it so youtube is really um they're really suppressing this channel so i've really got to look at uh trying to do something else because i need to get some kind of i need to get i I have income coming in from this channel but it's just it basically stays the same uh, unless uh, Random Nomad and uh, Trav Man, they donate to the channel and that boosts the channel up to give me a little extra boost. But most of the time it just makes the same money. And then I go back and look at Nomad News, which I don't even use anymore, haven't even worked on that channel anymore. And it m- has made more money than this channel this month. So I'm probably going to have to go back to producing some videos, even though I ha- I've gotten burnt out on editing I'm going to have to go back to producing videos because the live video thing, it just does, there's no money in it. Uh, I'm also looking, I did my first video for Rumble and I think I can produce some videos and put them over on Rumble and actually might be able to get a decent following over there and make a decent income. Because Devin Nunes, uh, he's a political commentator uh, that's kind of right wing. He's a conservative political commentator. He has a YouTube channel. And he had been on YouTube for like five or six years. And he had like, I think, 14,000 subscribers. And then he went over and started a Rumble channel. And he's not even doing YouTube now. He went over, started a YouTube uh, Rumble channel, started uploading all his videos to Rumble instead of YouTube. And I think he's got like 100,000 subscribers on Rumble. So that's what I need to do. I think uh, YouTube's just too oversaturated. Unless you have a really, really fine niche, like uh, the tarot reading. My friend, my neighbor right here, she does tarot cards. Uh, She started her channel in 2018. She's got 56,000 subscribers. I never knew tarot was that popular. If I'd have known reading tarot cards was that popular, I would have learned tarot 10 years ago. Uh, Because I've looked around at all the tarot channels because I didn't know anything about the tarot. But then when I found out my neighbor here, she does tarot readings. Uh, I kind of looked around at the uh, like three or four other tarot channels and hers is she's got 56,000 subscribers and her channel's a tiny little channel. The other one I looked at has like 300,000 and then the other one I looked at has like 120,000. Random Nomad, you are the, you are the man, buddy. Thank you so much Random Nomad. Jesus Christ, dude. So Random Nomad with a $45 donation. Thank you, Random Nomad. Let me just, I, I thank you so much, Random Nomad. I, I so appreciate that with a 
the PayPal donation. But I do want to say that I'm not, I, I know it sounds like I'm just sitting here bitching about not making any money. So I don't want you guys to, 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 to think that because I love doing this. Uh, the main reason I do this live stream is because I love doing the live streams. It took my buddy Paul Barger over a year to talk me into doing a live stream. And then once I started doing them, I just fell in love with doing a live stream. I thought they were kind of silly. I actually really thought they were kind of silly. Uh, and, you know, and I told Paul, I said, there's no money in doing live streams. Uh, and there's really probably not a lot of money in it until you have some hero like Random Nomad that just don't, donates $45. But what I really want is to be able to find a niche on YouTube doing the live stream. So I think I'm going to tone down the politics because they really suppress those videos. And they really didn't like that parlor video. Like my parlor videos only got like 80, 80 views when most of my other uh, videos have like 150, 200. I've got one or a couple of them that's got like 1,500 views. But the funny thing is, is when I was doing the Nomad News on a regular basis, those videos weren't doing that great either. Every now and then, like when I did the... When I did the video on Camper Van Kevin and the Van Life Sheldons, that video got 14,000 views and it did very well and it kind of helped the channel a lot. But then all the drama it created for me comparing those two and kind of taking, you know, kind of leaning bias to the Van Life Sheldons, it wasn't worth the drama. But then all of the other videos, if they weren't drama based, they didn't do very well either. But it's funny since I've left that channel alone and I don't pay any attention to it now, I get paid by YouTube and I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize I had that many views. So uh, like yesterday or day before, I went back through my Nomad News channel and I, it blew my mind. I looked at these old videos that only had like maybe 50 views or some of them would have 120 views or, you know, a couple of few of them had two or 300 views and they're like in the thousands now. So people are watching those old videos uh, more than they're watching this new channel. But when I was over on that channel doing Nomad News, this channel was the channel people were watching. So it doesn't matter which way I go. It's like I've said many times, if I had it all to do over again, I would have never started two channels. Mike Wallace has high views. I'll have to check out Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace, the old uh, commentator. So yeah, so on the flip side of that, the mainstream news media channels, they do very well. Uh, even uh, Tim Cast, I watch Tim Cast or Tim Pool. He does he does live streams and he does very well. But the reason I guess the reason is he's already built up this huge following. So his live broadcasts do very well. But I think to be able to boost this channel's live streams, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to do some produced videos. So I do the live stream on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as you guys know. So probably on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to have to make some videos, uh, produce them and edit them and put them out there. So that's kind of my plan, if that makes sense. All right, guys, we're running on 49 minutes here. The NASCAR, the NASCAR driver live stream you did. Oh yeah, yeah, about Mike Wallace. That's right. Uh, I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah, that one, that one did very well. The other one I did that did very well was, uh, I think the one that did the best was the missing four one one, and the reason I think it did the best is because that's such a sought after topic. People love those videos. And I got a lot of hate from one of my most disliked videos is that video because people see that 411 and don't realize it's going to be like a live podcast talking about missing 411. They think it's going to be a missing 411 video. So I kind of messed up there a little bit. So I've gotten a little bit of hate over that. That is, it's well garnered. I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, I deserved it. Uh, Random Nomad says, I watched your older videos on this channel. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Random Nomad. I mean, I've done a lot of videos over the years. People don't realize this. I mean, I've probably, I'm probably pushing 300 videos, I guess. But then it's funny because I look at my neighbor here that's got 56,000 subscribers. She does the tarot readings. She started her channel in 2018 and she's got over 700 videos. And I've been on YouTube since 2006 and I've only got maybe 300 videos. So I guess I'm not producing enough videos. Random Nomad says, I enjoyed them. Thank you, Random Nomad. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, you make these videos, they're just kind of like little Easter eggs. You put them out there and you don't know how they're going to do. Like my parlor video, I looked at all of the, because I go in and look and see if, you know, it's a decent topic and if it's getting a decent amount of traffic. And there was a, there's a bunch of other parlor videos and they all had decent, you know, they had decent views. But when I did mine, it didn't do anything. And I think YouTube has figured out that uh, I'm a, a right conservative commenta commentator and they're not, they're not going to let my videos, you know, play very well. And I think that's probably happening to all of us conservatives that are on YouTube now. And the only reason that like Ben Shapiro and Tim Pool and those guys are doing well is because they already had a massive following already. So as soon as they do a video... Uh, their whole subscriber base gets notified that they've, you know, that they're doing a live stream or have released a video to where I don't have a big enough user base. Man, I don't know. It says my bit rate on the stream is low. Hmm, that's weird. Hopefully you guys can see me and everything okay. All right, we're at 52 minutes, guys. I'm going to keep this right at an hour since uh, doing the audio version of the show. And if you don't know, uh, there is an audio version of the show. I think everybody knows that. Does everybody, does anybody listen to the audio podcast? I actually have had a few people, uh, I've actually had a few people over the years, or not over the year, over the, the last few months, I've actually gotten email from people uh, asking me how they could, where they could find the, the, just the audio version. Cause they don't have time to tune in to the, uh, it's on Google play. Yes. Random nomad. It's on, it should be on Google play. So they don't have time to tune in to, to the live broadcast all the time here. Like my friend Lamont, uh, there's different people that can't, it's on Podbean. Yes, sir. It's on Apple iTunes. It should be on the, or the Apple podcast. It's on the, I, the Apple iTunes store. Uh, it's on actually on Spotify now as well. That's another thing I'm looking, another angle I'm looking at is being able to find some sponsors for the audio podcast as well, or for this podcast in general. But I've had people email me a few times asking me where they could find the audio version of the podcast. And I was lazy and was not recording the audio separately for the podcast and I was never uploading it for the just the audio of the podcast I would just do the video here and so I've had a audio podcast for since 2014 2015 something like that years I think I did my first audio podcast like in 2015 and when I started doing the YouTube I never update or I never put the audio on my audio podcast I just started doing that so now if you watch the show you can go back and just listen to the show if you want to and you know uh, like a uh, random nomad said he went back and watched a lot of my old videos that is that really helps me a lot guys when you guys do that so if you're interested in watching any of my old videos on this channel or my nomad news channel uh, those videos on my Nomad News channel are all monetized. So when people watch those videos, I actually make a little decent chunk of change off of them. Anyway, uh, anybody got any questions? What about, uh, what do you guys think about Harry Styles wearing the dress? You think that is, uh, you think that is, uh, a attack on conservative values or, um, or, or is Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro looking too much into it? Because I watched Philip DeFranco, which is a YouTuber I watch. I've talked about him a few times. And he was just, uh, he was livid. He couldn't believe that, you know, they were such garbage humans because they were, they had a problem with Harry Styles wearing a dress. Uh, Random Nomad says, me personally, I don't care. That's, I'm actually the same way, Random Nomad. I really don't care if he wants to wear a dress. I just think it's funny that they continuously push this narrative of men in dresses. Uh, it, there's a very famous, there's a very famous interview that Dave Chappelle did when he was on the Oprah, Oprah Winfrey show. And he said that they kept pressuring him in, in Hollywood, everywhere he was in Hollywood, every show he was working on. And every time it kept coming up that they were, they were pressuring him to wear a dress. He said he was working on, uh, I think Martin with Martin Lawrence on something on a movie with Martin Lawrence and he said he came back to his trailer 
or he, he came to a trailer and he, he opened the door and he goes, oh, I must be in the wrong trailer. There's a dress in here. And then he said, like in 10 or 15 minutes, like one of the writers shows up and goes, hey, Dave, this is what you, we want you to do, Dave. We want you to get, get in the dress and Martin, you, Martin's going to break you out of prison. And, and, uh, and Dave Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle's a man. Dave Chappelle goes, nah, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, oh, no, Dave, you don't understand. We think it'd be really funny. This will be really funny. It's going to play really well with Martin breaking you out of prison if you if you dress up in the dress and you're going to be a prostitute. And Dave Chappelle goes, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. And I, I'm right there with him, dude. I would be right there with him. And I'd be like, nah, I don't think so. Don't think I'm going to do that. Random Nomad says, uh, but hey, I don't judge, not my place. I, I'm the same way, Random Nomad. I think that's actually the best attitude. But my my point is, is you have to understand that when Hollywood and the, and the fashion industry and these Hollywood elitists, when they start showing something, there's actually a, there is actually a, Agenda behind it, if that makes sense. Oh my God! Look who is in the room. What do we do to? Uh, what did I do to uh, deserve this? Uh, look who's in the room, guys. Paul Barger from the the bread trucker himself, Paul Barger. Paul Barger is in the room. It's funny because uh, I was looking through my Facebook like two days ago, maybe three days ago, and I seen this picture of like this FBI dude, or I was like, who the hell is that guy? He looks familiar, and I clicked on it. And I was looking at the picture of the guy instead of looking at the person that it was their account. And I was thinking it was like some FBI dude or some, I didn't know. I was looking at the guy and I was like, damn, that guy looks familiar. Who the hell is that? And then I look up, I glance up in the left-hand corner and it's freaking Paul Barger. I'd never seen Paul without his big full beard. I mean, he's dressed up in like a, a tie and a button up and uh, like mirror frame glasses. And I was like, damn, dude, I, I, I made a comment or sent him a message. I'm like, hey, man, who's this FBI dude? Uh, it's pretty funny. Paul Barger says, I am the master of disguise. Yes, you are, Mr. Barger. How's that bread truck coming, man? It looked like you got the logo on it. Did you get the bread the bread uh, truck logo, the original bread truck logo that you had uh, that you were going to put on it? You got it on there, it looked like. Look like you got some decals and stuff on it. Looks freaking amazing. So if you guys don't know, I think everybody that's in the room probably knows my buddy Paul Barger. He's my best van life friend. And if you're going to watch a channel, watch his. His channel's great. I think Random Nomad, I'm sure you know who Paul Barger is. I think you found my channel through Paul's. Well, Paul Barger, you got here just in time for the end, buddy. We got about 50 seconds left. Yeah, if you want to, Paul, go ahead and post your uh, or Random Nomad. Uh, you're a moderator if you want to post Paul's channel in the in the. If you want to post Paul, post your uh, uh, link for your channel really quick, because I remember it's not actually the bread trucker. Let me see if I can find it. We'll post your uh, link in the room. I got it, Random Nomad. It's uh, MLM Pauly. And let's see. I haven't made anybody in. Uh, I haven't made anybody a. Uh, moderator in so long. I thought I clicked on the three dots. Add moderator. There we go. All right, Mr. Barger, you should be a moderator moderator now. Wrench up, Paul Random Nomad says. So anyway, Paul, we're getting ready to end this. Uh, I'm getting ready to end the podcast here, but I was letting everybody know that keep an eye out because uh, you may get a surprise. There may be a, a new episode of Nomad News here in the next week. 
So keep an eye out on the Old Nomad News channel over there, which is my other channel. Looking at possibly bringing it back. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this hour of the American Nomad podcast. I want to thank you guys for dropping in. Paul Barger, the bread trucker. Uh, Nomad, uh, Paul Barger says, Nomad News, what's that? Uh, Random Nomad, thank you so much, buddy, for the for the uh, donation. Uh, who else do we have in here? Lance Hale, my buddy from Austin. Lance Hale, Joel P. Uh, trying to go back through. Tasha Teeling. Uh, Detox D. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode of the American Nomad Podcast. Remember, you can catch the audio version only of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, any of the major podcasts, uh, Google, the Google Play Store. It's on all the major podcasts. So if you can't watch the broadcast or if you don't get a chance, you can uh, just listen to it. Anyway, that's going to do it, guys. And we will see you hopefully back here on Friday. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is.